Welcome. Hello, everybody, and welcome to SWAT Radio here on Wednesday, September 6th. I'm David Gray, and am happy to be joined in studio by my friend and SWAT brother, Craig Henderson. We had Brian Andrew yesterday and Craig today, so we have uh, good representation from our Thursday morning SWAT group. Craig, always good to have you. David, it's great to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. I love being able to do the radio with you. It's always um, fun. Well, thanks, Craig. I appreciate that. And uh, for those of you who listen regularly, Doug is out this week, um, and Brad is away for a couple days. Doug is in Shreveport, Louisiana. He spoke last night and preached last night to a men's group called Men of Courage there in Shreveport, Louisiana. You can look up that organization online if you have interest. But Doug was able. I talked to Doug a short time ago and he was able to uh to teach and preach on uh the discipleship gospel theme that we the kingdom of god and the kingdom gospel that we've been talking about over the summer here at on, on swat radio and so he's having a good trip he uh doug has a daughter uh that goes to uh florida state now he's probably talked about that <laughs> and uh he said he had his fsu shirt on down there in shreveport louisiana Ooh. so he he was uh Somewhat, he said they gave him a hard time, and he said he just looked at him and said, "Hey, are you telling me you wouldn't be wearing your LSU shirts in yeah. front of me if LSU yeah. had won the game?" So, yeah. anyway, good for him. That is kind of a risk, though, in Louisiana. Gutsy sure. move. Yeah, gutsy it is gutsy move. move. Gutsy move. But that's Doug. He's that lucky Doug. he didn't get tackled by the water boy there, by Adam Sandler <laughs> as the water boy. But yeah, and it, for you know, we we. Uh, tend to talk about sports a little bit once in a while much to doug says we talk about it too much sometimes brad and i but uh anyway great great to have college football back uh and it was it was a fun if you're a florida state fan it was a a fun game sunday night man that was an impressive second half there uh yeah it's it's uh it was pretty shaky there in the first half, but they really came out as a, a more complete team in the second half, and uh, absolutely, people are taking notice. Yeah, they're up to fourth in the country, I think, and uh, and uh, yeah, great halftime adjustments. Boy, it was like two different games. They, I mean, they they played okay in the first half, but made a lot of mistakes, and it looked like it was going to be same as last year, a game that came right, right down, down to the, to the end. And, yeah. and boy, they just blew them out in the second half. I don't think so. anybody saw that coming. No, nope. yeah. there were a lot of good games over the weekend. There were. There were, and uh, as a, as a you know, growing up in the Boston area, you know, such a pro town. I've been here for twenty five years, so I've become acclimated to the college football environment here in the <laughs> South. I'm I'm well acclimated at this point, and have a daughter that went to Florida State and worked for them, and so I've I've uh, become acclimated to that. But also, never will lose my my roots in pro sports <laughs> yeah. and rooting for the. Boston team, so looking forward to the start of the NFL this weekend. And Patriots are uh, first time having Tom Brady back in Foxborough to kind of honor him this weekend at halftime. So anxious to kind of see how that goes. Wow. He played there once for the Bucks, And what was funny about that game was everybody cheered him. and But when the game came down to the wire, 
and the Patriots were trying to win the game, boy, Brady was just another opposing player. So that's how Boston sports fans are. Somebody sure. wearing the other jersey. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So anyway, uh, safe travels to Doug and uh, keep him in your prayers. Brad will be back tomorrow. Uh, Brad will have a guest uh, on tomorrow by the name of Zach Melton. Uh, Zach is with an organization uh, known as Co-Passion. Co-Passion. And they are... Uh, an organization, I'm just reading from their website, that um, helps uh, young professionals and, and, and students to discern and develop their calling in Christ while growing spiritually and professionally in the Christian community. So Brad will have Zach on tomorrow, and uh, Brad, uh, I, I know they'll talk. Brad is very involved, I know, locally with the Christian Chamber of Commerce uh, here in Jacksonville, and I'm sure a lot of their discussion, uh, that's part of the reason he's having Zach on. It will be kind of around, you know, how do we how do we live as believers in the, in the business community? Well, that's awesome. That sounds like something really worth listening to because just the ability to um, reach out to college students or, and mentor them and have some tools that you can offer them to really help them figure out what God's called them to do. Yeah. The, the yeah. world isn't going to teach them. I was just uh, going to say. In any way. Boy, it, the world is a little different than when you and I came out of well, came out of school. So, um, yeah. by the way, uh, not to be left out, just to go back to our college football discussion, our friend yes. and SWAT brother Jay Rogers immediately is texting "Go Dogs." Uh, <laughs> boy, well, that I, didn't take long, Jay. That that was a quick text. <laughs> glad you're listening. And it, it, but you know. It's hard to dethrone the the undefeated champs in the last that's two right. years. That's, that's right. for sure. And Jay uh, is and Jay is Jay is not a Johnny Come Lately fan. He is a <laughs> longtime Georgia fan and uh, and um, has done a lot of work over the years where he's done photography and done a lot of work at Georgia games and uh, wow. he, he can tell you the history of Georgia football and uh, Jay did a lot of photography work uh, at Nice High School when my kids were playing there. Wow. Took a lot of great photos and of course we've known each other through church and through that uh, through the connection at Nice for a long time. So every once in a while Jay will have a photo pop up on his Facebook a memory you know of one of my kids and he'll send it. Wow, to me, so. that's great. That's anyway. great. Yeah, we'll see if anybody gives Georgia a test this year. Yeah, they, they really are good. Yep. Boy. Well, Brian and I mentioned yesterday, Craig, uh, and I wanted to give you a chance just to, to comment. Um, we had a great time at the City Rescue Mission uh, fundraising golf tournament uh, a week and a half ago. Brian was gracious enough to invite me. I, I don't know if I made the cut for next year with my poor play, uh, but uh, we made a lot of putts and had a good time. And But we were talking yesterday just about what a great event it was and what a great organization City Rescue is. And I know how involved you are and how near and dear to your heart City Rescue is and and uh, that you and Mark Anderson especially are, are involved in a, a weekly Bible study down there that started off as kind of a short-term study and turned into a much longer-term study. And I know you've been you were heavily involved in the in the organization of that fundraising tournament. So first of all, congratulations. It was it was a great event, really well put together. And uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about City Rescue and, and what went into all that. Oh, I'll be glad to. I mean, the the the, uh, the event itself is prob probably the largest fundraiser that City Re that the City Rescue Mission has each year. Um, it's been going on now for, I think, 15 years. Um, and uh, partnership with uh, the the stadium course has been great. Um, but you know, the, the, um, all the, all the 
funds that are raised through the auction portion are things that uh, a, com- a committee works tirelessly for about five, six months mm. leading up to the event to get everything available. There's, there's just tremendous support from the community that'll donate golf, golf courses around the community all donate, you know, foursomes and stuff that get to be auctioned mm-hmm. off. And then there's all sorts of vacation packages and stuff. And the, the, the stadium course itself does such a great job with the dinner and the facility and the support around the play itself. And the course is just, it's always in such great condition. It, it was it, fantastic. It, it's of really, course. Yeah. If, if you're a golfer, um, it'll be probably, it's usually the last Monday in August. And, um, and if you're a golfer, um, you can, I can give you my phone number, uh, and you can contact me and I can get you in touch with the, uh, the director who handles that. Yep. My number is 904-412-6804. And, um, it like this year sold out with all the foursomes that were available. We had to stop taking people that were interested in playing. So, uh, when it gets around to that time in say May or June, start, start thinking about calling and getting yourself on the list. Yeah. Um, And, and, and for me, it's important, you know, and I confess it's easy to forget why you're there because you're having fun playing golf, which is a huge part of it. I'm not saying it's not okay to have fun playing golf. Of course it is, but, but it's easy to forget. The, the, the ultimate purpose of why we're there and city rescue, you know, I, I have a, not as much of a connection as you, but through great banquet at yeah. Mandarin Presbyterian, which mm-hmm. Mandarin press hosts, uh, it's Northeast Florida, greatbanquet.com is the website and the organization, but, uh, city rescue has been well represented the last many years at various men's great banquets, maybe women's too. I don't know, but I, I guess they have, but, um, just had several guests from city rescue at the last X number of great banquet weekends and, and made some great relationships there. Uh, had a couple of relationships that I've made with people that I had a lot of things in common with that I never knew about prior to, to meeting them. So, uh, and Brian and I were talking yesterday just about how city rescue is so much more than, than just a shelter. And that's not to downplay the shelters that are doing great work either, but city rescue first of all, is doing everything in Jesus name. And, 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 and secondly is, is doing more than just providing basic needs. They're really trying to help people learn life skills and get back on their feet. Yeah. Part of their purpose is to transform lives uh, through the power of the, of Jesus Christ. And it's to take people that are in, in terrible situations. I mean, just, just unbelievable backgrounds or families that they came out of and stuff and help them, um, one to learn what it means to be a productive citizen and part of the, part of the community but also uh, train them and job skills and stuff. But the transforming of their lives really comes mm. from a heart change. Yeah. And, I mean, we know this as, as SWAT brothers, yep. that it is, it's when we change our heart that, um, that God really takes hold of us and transforms us. Mm. And there are just, every month, there's just great stories about people who came from just very, very difficult situations, yeah. men and women. And through, uh, they have a Life Builders program that's about 18 months really to walk through that and it's 100 percent voluntary yeah. and free to them right uh, it's, it's really supported through the donations to the to the mission um a matter of fact we're having graduation at the end of september and there there are eight men and i'm not sure how many women that are going to be graduating from life builders program and um and then taking jobs in our communities wow, that's and great. supporting themselves and uh it's just it's it's you know it's the um it's a little bit like there was, I watched a movie called One Small Light and it's really, it's doing the, it's it's changing the life of the person that's in front of you, mm, you know? That's uh, great. It's just doing what you can for the people that come into your sphere. Um, I, I forget the woman's name and you may know her, but 
but one of the women who had gone through the programs at City Rescue and now works for City Rescue gave her testimony at at the golf event, and it was fantastic. I just can't remember her name. Yeah, not that you have to give it. I'm not sure who it is, but I mean, but it was really good talking about her, where what she came out of, what her situation was, and how how God used City Rescue. To, to really change her and 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 set her back uh, her feet on solid ground if you will at every one of their events they'll have somebody who is in the program or have recently graduated and share what what goes on because as people who have the ability to support the mission it really does tie into like their, where your funds are going are just changing somebody's life that was in a horrendous situation yeah. just horrendous that's awesome if people want to find out more about City Rescue or help in any way, how can they do that? I, I, I assume they can do that online. Yeah, there's a crmjacks.org is the uh, City Rescue Mission Jacksonville website. And there's information on there about uh, the mission, who to contact. Uh, they have their, they have a thrift store on Normandy Avenue. Mm. Uh, they'll, if there's their uh, furniture products, things like that, that they'll come pick up if you have them and, and want to, want to donate them. Um, if you want to volunteer, there'll be uh, information there about how to become a volunteer uh, yep, that's great. and to help. So it's a, it's a fantastic organization. And just talk real quick about you and Mark and your Bible study that you do on Tuesday nights and how it morphed into a, a, <laughs> a longer term study yeah it's been it was almost six years ago now that we is started. it that long yeah, wow we, i was gonna say two years ago six years ago yeah yeah and we we started a six week uh six week program that was from man in the mirror and got done with that thinking we're gonna come back in the fall and do something else and those guys just looked at us like you're not gonna be back next week and we were like we couldn't say no yeah and we and we fixed out some to do the summer and have been there ever since so what started as six weeks has become six years yeah i love it right. yeah well exactly. that that's that's a great segue into what we're going to talk about here in Haggai and what we've been talking about between you know priorities. Oh, what yeah. does God have for us versus what we have for ourselves? And so appreciate that you guys do that. We're going to take our first break here on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928, and we will be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. 
The Florida Georgia Truth Network, serving San Marco at 91.7. sky traced out by the city lights my world from a mile high best seat in the house tonight touchdown in the cold black top hold on for the sudden stop breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos all those people welcome back to SWAT radio everyone David Gray and Craig Henderson glad you are with us and we are going to be continuing discussion uh, on the scriptures from the book of Haggai. Uh, if you're just joining or haven't listened for a while, um, normally uh, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and they are, the radio program comes out of uh, weekly Bible studies that Doug McCary's been facilitating and leading uh, in the Jacksonville area uh, for more than 10 years, probably closer to 12 years at this point. Um, and uh, those uh, Bible studies are all, you know, like I said, always on a book of the Bible. And all, but we take a break over the summer. And uh, at the SWAT training day this summer, Doug taught from Haggai, which is uh, two chapters, but believe it or not, has about has four sermons in it, if you will, four messages that Doug uh, taught um, at at the training day. And so we are kind of covering those two chapters in Haggai uh, this week, uh, and 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 probably into next week, but our Bible studies, our SWAT Bible studies will restart next week. Um, and I wanted to make sure that, uh, those of you who are listening, who might be interested in joining a men's Bible study, a SWAT study that you, uh, know that we are starting up next week. Um, the, the, the studies are, uh, on Wednesday morning at six 30 at Woody's at the beach in Ponte Vedra, Woody's barbecue at six 30. Um, there's a study at noon on Wednesdays at the Salem Center here in Jacksonville, which is right at the end of JTB, kind of JTB and 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 US One uh, on I think it's Bonneville Road that we're actually on. Uh, I could be wrong. Thursday morning uh, we meet. Craig and I are part of this group on Thursday morning. We meet at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food on Belfort Road in Jacksonville, not far from the Salem Center, and that's. Well, I guess we say 6.15, but yeah, 6.15 6.15. to 6.30 yeah. is uh, kind of when we get started. Um, and then uh, there is a Friday morning meeting also at uh, in St. Augustine, I believe, at the Village Restaurant in St. Augustine. And that one starts, I think, a little later in the morning. You can go to uh, SWATradio.com for all the information on the weekly SWAT Bible studies. Doug will be teaching from the Gospel of Mark. Uh, as we get into this semester. And uh, if you listened this summer, one of the things we talked about was a book called The Discipleship Gospel or The Kingdom Gospel by Ben Sobels and Bill Hull, and um, really expounding and teaching on what is the gospel according to Jesus. What did Jesus teach as the gospel, and how can we follow that gospel as opposed to kind of how the, the world and the culture and various churches have define the gospel or maybe uh, uh, manipulated the gospel incorrectly, uh, you know, in their interpretation. So anyway, and, and the gospel of Mark is what is, uh, is the gospel that is referenced the most in this book. And so it'll be a great follow-up, I think, to oh, the discussion awesome. on, on the discipleship gospel to go through the gospel of Mark and really dig into uh, what Jesus taught that the gospel is. So 
Hope you will uh, check that out. And again, if you haven't, one of the big things, one of the, we have five pillars uh, in SWAT and one of them is community. And uh, the others being, and in, in no, I, I won't get the order right, but the word of God, prayer, evangelism, discipleship, and, and community. And we talk a lot about the fact that as men, especially, we need community. I, I've talked before about how there was a time in my life where I didn't have that many male Christian friends, and frankly, I didn't didn't want them because I wanted to do my own thing. So, yeah, I'd say I'm I'm fairly you know I'm reasonably new to SWAT, and I I mean besides Doug's Bible teaching, which is amazing, I think the ability to really connect with men who believers and and we're all walking through the same kind of life struggles. I mean, we're, we're in the world, yep. uh, but fortunately we've got guys, brothers that we can talk to and, and do and help us with as we walk through life and all the challenges that, uh, that we face. That's and right. it's just, it is great to be with a, a group of men that you can do that with. Yep. And, and you, you know, you, you, you spend time and I mean, there are certain guys that I might not see for a while cause we take a break and everything that I see them and it's like not a day has gone by. You can pick right back up with them and, uh, and, and, and to your point about Doug's teaching and it's so important. We talked, Brian and I talked briefly yesterday about this whole artificial intelligence issue and, <laughs> and, you know, people, people using artificial intelligence to generate fake Bible passages to support their ideology on different things. And, and even before artificial intelligence, there was plenty of untruth in the world <laughs> to say the least yeah. and false teaching now we have a whole different level of it maybe and and uh but just reiterating the importance of why we need to know the scriptures to be able to discern truth from falsehood well i think one of the things we're actually doing in our bible study at the city rescue mission is um is is first uh, timothy and and we're talking about that and how uh you know it really focuses paul's challenging timothy mm-hmm. on on staying true to the gospel yeah. and staying in the word and being able to stay with your priorities and focus on god yep that's right. And, and, and of course we, we learn the scriptures, not only to discern truth from falsehood, but it's with the scriptures that God changes us. It's the way that he, by his spirit, working the scriptures into us, working his word into us is how he changes our heart and transforms us. And that's what Hebrews talks about, right? When it says it's the, the word of God is alive and active, sharper than a, a double-edged sword. And, uh, so anyway, lots of reasons to join a SWAT Bible study if you're not in a, a men's group, and we'd love to have you. And if you have any questions about SWAT, you can ask. Uh, you can send an email to Doug at uh, Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com, and he would be happy to give you any information that you need. So as I mentioned, we've been talking about uh, the book of Haggai and kind of reviewing what Doug taught at the summer training day for SWAT and uh we're, we're into chapter two. Uh, Brian and I talked a little bit about uh, the first nine verses of chapter two yesterday, but just in case you haven't listened or, or you haven't uh, heard anything about uh, what Brad and Doug talked about last week on Haggai chapter one, just want to do a quick summary. Uh, Haggai chapter one, which is 15 verses, uh, there are only, as we said, only two chapters in the book of Haggai, but there are four sermons or messages, and, and chapter one really covers God's priority of rebuilding his temple um, and how he moved his people to make his priority their priority. And, and, and the application for us has to do with aligning our priorities with God's priorities and not 
not focusing and chasing after our own selfish priorities, which I know I'm so prone to to fall into. Um, and and so just in the recap, we talked about the fact that in 538 BC, again, I, I I get all screwed up sometimes on the timelines, right, with things. And so it's important for me to understand when this all took place. But 538 BC is when the Jews were allowed to return from Babylon to Israel under the civil leadership of Zerubbabel and the spiritual leadership of Joshua, who was the high priest. Um, about 50,000 Jews returned to Israel, and in about 536 B.C., they began uh, to rebuild the temple. Um, but due to opposition from some of the neighboring peoples, due to indifference by a lot of the, the Jews, the work on the temple was abandoned. And for 16 years, really nothing happened, but... Um, after 16 years or so, uh, God commissioned Haggai and Zechariah as prophets to stir up the people to rebuild the temple, but also to reorder their spiritual priorities. And we talked about the fact that starting right in chapter one, I think there's 14 times yeah. in the two chapters, uh, God is referred to by his very proper name, which is Yahweh, right, in Hebrew, but as the Lord of hosts meaning that it's all capitals with the Lord. So when you see that, you know that is his proper Yahweh. name, right? That is Yahweh. And uh, that he is the commander of the earthly and heavenly armies and that he controls everything uh, in all of creation. There's nothing out of, outside of his control and providence. And uh, and in chapter one, he brings an indictment against the people. He says, you know, you're making excuses that it's not time, the right time to rebuild the temple, but you live in nice paneled houses, the uh, scriptures say, while God's house lies in ruins. And so, um, again, this idea of they have time for their own well-being and houses and, and dwellings, but not for God's. Yeah, I think for me, as I was, it, it's simultaneously, um, I think, you know, a little bit self-reflective of where we are today and, and encouraging. That you know, it's it's so easy to look around us in our in our culture and our prosperity, and and look at our, and think, gosh, God, what what is God doing here? What's really happening? The place just, I mean, our country seems to be going, you know, just downhill, yeah. and yet God puts it tells us as we get going here that you put your focus on me, mm -hmm. and it's 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 me that you need to please. That's right. That's right. Don't worry about whatever help you know, whoever's the elected official or whoever's you know whoever's running our government or anything. It's him, it's God that we're supposed to please. That's right. And, and and to your point, God calls the people in chapter one to consider their ways to, to self-examination, which is a, a theme that is throughout scripture, right? To examine ourselves and to, to confess sin and repent of sin. And, and God calls them out and saying, look, you think you're in control and that you're taking care of your own needs, but your selfishness is actually causing you more yeah. problems. And the biggest problem it's causing is that God is opposing them. God is a thwart, is thwarting all of their efforts uh, to take care of themselves and 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 create wealth and create you know uh, uh, produce and houses and so God ch calls them to change their priorities to be in line with His. But because of their disobedience, like we said, God is Himself standing against them, and God's even causing drought to occur and causing the grain not to grow and the grapes not to grow. And so nature is obeying God because God is the Lord of hosts. Well, I mean, he loves us enough not to let us falter in our own 
messes. That's you right. Know, and, and wants to wants to help us figure out the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And and that's what he's doing here with his with his chosen people in the Old Testament. You know, it's like you, you've got to. Ch- I've got to yeah. get your attention. Like, like any a, like any loving father. That's I know right. You were just about yeah. to say that. Yeah, yep. that's exactly right. Yep. I mean, and, and because of that, because of God's loving discipline, the leaders, Zerubbabel and Joshua, and the remnant of the people, those that belong to God, repented and obeyed God. And, and as God always does, God responds to their genuine repentance and obedience by assuring them that he's with them as they amen. go to rebuild the temple. And so he changes the hearts of his people uh, when when their priorities, as ours often are today, right, as I know mine are, oh, yeah. are skewed and selfish. But he's concerned about our obedience and his glory, and he disciplines us to change us. And so that's what we talked about in Chapter 1. We're going we're gonna to take a break here at the bottom of the hour, to get in, and we'll get into Chapter 2, uh, which is... So if Chapter 1 is about priority, Chapter 2, in one word, is about perspective. And we'll get into that when we come back on SWAT Radio. Acquitted of all charges a year ago, but now facing a second trial for alleged hate speech, what did a member of parliament do? She affirmed biblical teaching on sexual ethics. Free speech is at risk in Europe. A Finnish member of parliament, Pivy Rosin, is back on the defense after her acquittal was appealed. This has been a long road for the wife of a Lutheran pastor. The controversy arose when she tweeted a Bible verse in opposition to the church's sponsorship of an LGBT event. She was subject to hours of police questioning and charged with hate speech. Rosin has stated that she believes the Bible teaches we were all made in God's image, but it also teaches we have all fallen in sin. Pivey went on to tell a CNA reporter that we all are in need of the grace that Jesus gives. Amen to that. That's the heart of the gospel. Let's keep praying for Pivey. I'm Charles Morris at haventoday.org. There's major delays because of a crash on Beach Boulevard eastbound at Station Creek Road blocking two left lanes. Also, there's an accident I-95 northbound before Kings Road. And there's a crash in St. John's County on I-95 northbound at County Road 210. Partly cloudy tonight, low 73. Thursday, mostly sunny and hot, high 97. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Craig Henderson. I almost said Brad Sykes. I almost said it. You got more hair than him. I shouldn't get that confused. Yeah, but I'm um, not as handsome as he is. <laughs> uh, anyway, David Gray and Craig Henderson, glad to be with you today on SWAT Radio. And we are talking about uh, the book of Haggai and just did a quick review of chapter one. And we're going to talk now about uh, chapter two, verses one through nine. By the way, uh, as always, with any of the SWAT radio broadcasts, if you want to catch up on past broadcasts, we mentioned SWATradio.com 
uh, earlier as a resource for you to get information on where the weekly SWAT Bible studies are held and what time. But you can also go back and, and listen to any SWAT radio broadcast. Uh, our, our brother and friend James Grimm keeps the website uh, in such good condition for us and is so faithful in, uh, in uh, getting all of the past broadcasts up on the site. And so if you want to hear uh, Brad and Doug talking last week on the first chapter of Haggai, uh, you can absolutely do that. So, um, uh, Craig, why don't we uh, go ahead and read? We're going to read verse uh, chapter 2 of Haggai, uh, verses 1 through 9. And again, the focus of, of this message is on, you know, as believers, right, having God's perspective, which is the right perspective, rather than the world's perspective. So why don't you go ahead and read that, Craig? All right. Thank you, David. We'll start uh, verse 1. In the seventh month, of the 21st day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai, the prophet. Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtai, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Jehoshaphat, the high priest, and to all the remnant, remnant of people, and say, Who is left among you who saw this house in its former glory? How do you see it now? Is it as nothing in your eyes? Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadat, the high priest. Be strong, all the people of the land, declares the Lord. Work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts, according to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit remains in your midst, Fear not, for thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once more in a little while I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all the nations so that the treasures of all the nations shall come in, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house shall be greater than than the former glory, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, declares the Lord of hosts. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word. And boy, right in the middle of that passage, God says to them, fear not. Yeah. How many times in scripture does God or an angel of God say to the, to his, one of his people or groups of his people, don't be afraid, fear not. It's, it's, it's almost, it comes up at like the most poignant moments of scripture, you know, and if I think about, you know, when the angel comes to Mary, you know, or, or things like that, when it's just, when fear not, um, so that you, you're not worried. Yeah. Yeah. And how many times do we worry about what's happening? Absolutely. What's going on around us? Absolutely. And I didn't mean to start in the middle of the passage, but that just stands out. Yeah. You know, don't, don't be afraid. Fear not. Um, you know, it's funny, again, just to go off on a little tangent here, I've thought about this before, not that this is an original thought with me, but but really, there's, think about Jesus coming back, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a, which is a topic for another program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or talk about opening up a can of worms. Um, but there's only two reactions, right? Only yeah. two possible reactions unbridled joy and happiness for his people or absolute terror 
Yeah, that's right. And so when God tells his people throughout Scripture, don't be afraid, it's that assurance that, that we belong to him. Despite our failings, despite our shortcomings, despite our sin, Jesus has paid for that and 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 atoned for that and become our savior and our king and 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 there's but if you don't have that there's there's there can only be that that one other reaction you know and that's a sobering thought and i and i don't say that lightly i that's a that's a self-reflective thought as well well i think it's important to think about in our own lives at, the, at times when we when we struggle with what's going to happen you know how what's going to happen next you know whether it's my job or my you know situation or a problem or something what's going to happen and yet even in the midst of those god is telling us to fear not because it is him mm. who takes care of us yeah. as believers yeah and yeah. we're going to get into that more yeah. i'm, I'm kind of yeah. skipping around here a little <laughs> bit sorry about that but i but but that fear not really really stands out and and uh of course the the way to fear not is, is to know jesus is only through jesus that's you know, exactly right is to know it's jesus what's that, that saying sorry that you know um what is, how does it go? I might, um, no Jesus, N O right. No peace. N O no Jesus. K N O W no No peace. peace. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a good way to summarize it. But anyway, okay. So here in chapter two in, in verses kind of one and two, right at the beginning of the chapter. And, and by the way, if you tuned in yesterday, some of our discussion today may be a little bit Similar to what we were talking about yesterday, Brian and I, but but that's okay. I know I need to hear this multiple it's a times. Great, it's, a great set of, <laughs> it's a great set of nine verses. It really so, is. Anyway, we have, you know, the Bible, as always, is is accurate and detailed. And, and uh, it says here at the beginning of chapter two that in the second year of Darius, the king uh, of Persia, the 21st day, the seventh month, so about a month later from when yeah, Haggai from first one. spoke, when God first commissioned Haggai to talk to the people about rebuilding the temple. Now he, it's the word of God is coming through Haggai again to the same leaders, Zerubbabel mm-hmm. and, and, and Joshua, and to the same remnant of people, God's people among the Jews, those who belong to God. So it's the same audience one month later, and they're, they're beginning the rebuilding. But, but of course, already there's a, there's a problem, and God calls that out. Um, in verse three, where he says, ask some rhetorical questions, if you will, <laughs> who was left among you who saw this house in its former glory? How do you see it now? Is it not as nothing in your eyes? So essentially what, what's happening here is there are some people that are around that had seen the temple in its former glory. And now they're seeing the rebuilt version of it. And they're giving the typical old man response, right? Yeah. That I'm guilty of sometimes. <laughs> You know, oh, you should have seen this years yeah. ago. This is what you're rebuilding now is nothing, and they're they're actually sad and depressed and lamenting the fact that the the temple is not being rebuilt with its former glory. Right. I mean, it's it, you know, it's it's so easy for us to long for the way things used to be, the you good know, old it, days. Yeah, the good old the good old days, right? And and yet that's not where God has us now. It's not where God had the faithful remnant then. And it really is for us the perspective part of this I love. It's to, if we're faithful where we are right now, God promises us that he will be with us and not to fear. That's and right. It's so easy to look back and, and gosh, why why can't we go back to yep. whatever That's in the right. past? That's right. And and the book of Ezra, by the way, documents what we're talking about here, about the some of the people complaining, 
if you will, that the, that the new temple wasn't as great as the old temple. In, in Ezra 3, uh, second half of verse 10 and then 11 and 12, it says, And the, all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the priests and Levites and heads of fathers' houses, old men who had seen the first house or temple, wept with a loud voice when they saw the foundation of this house being laid, though many also shouted aloud for joy, so that the people could not distinguish the sound of the joyful shout from the sound of the people's weeping. For the people shouted with a great shout, and the sound was heard far away. So that's what was going on. And you have a verse there uh, from Zechariah, right? Zechariah 4.10 yeah. that also talks about this. It says, Who's de- Who dares despise the day of small things? Since the seven eyes of the Lord that range throughout the earth will rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the hand of Zerubbabel. Yeah, yeah. Talking about people rejoicing and God and God being it's pleased God being and pleased. God rejoicing with the with His people that Zerubbabel and Joshua are taking up the rebuilding of the temple and they're so, being faithful. Right. Yeah. That's right. And 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 the, so the the message here is right. And I'm stealing this from my John MacArthur study Bible commentary, <laughs> but don't don't despise what God is pleased with. Yeah, right. That's absolutely right. Um, and 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 just because the splendor of the physical building isn't the same doesn't mean that God can't make it better and that God's not pleased with it. We know that's right. The temple, the the building itself is not so, yeah, the important so it's, thing. It's God's presence. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's right. Jesus came to make the temple us yeah. in, in many ways. And you know, I, 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 maybe we can talk a little about this when we come back from the break, but think about, you know, we, we are the temple. The new Testament says right. now, Peter, that we're the living temple, but, but Jesus is the cornerstone. And That's so right. Jesus is the temple and think about when he came as Messiah or as the new temple or the cornerstone right. of the new temple. People didn't think much of him either. No, there were a lot of them that didn't like it. What does Isaiah say? There was no splendor or beauty in him to attract us to him. That's right. And so that maybe is that an analogy to the way the temple was being built here, that people had the wrong perspective. Yes, very good. So anyway, we're going to take a break. Uh, Last break of the day. It always goes so fast. And uh, give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question. And we'll be right back on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 
904-480-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Waycross at 91.3. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war, I can never be, never be free. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Craig Henderson uh, for our last segment of the day as we talk about the book of Haggai, chapter 2, verses 1 to 9, and uh, the message that Doug uh, outlined for us and, and taught on having the right perspective, having God's perspective. And we've started talking about the first few, first few verses here in chapter 2 when when the, the leaders of the of the Jews and the remnant of God's people began to rebuild the temple in obedience to God's command and directive, and uh, but that there were detractors, and those detractors felt that uh, the the new temple, the temple that was being rebuilt, uh, was not nearly as grand and as uh, splendid as the previous uh, um, temple, and so they they were looking at it with their perspective, right? That that they saw a building that was more drab and, and simple and not nearly as grand. And they were not considering God's perspective that, that God, and we know what does, what does the Bible say about the way God looks at things and looks at people, right? God mm-hmm. doesn't look at the external. He looks, he looks at the, the heart. heart and God wanted the heart of his people to obey him and, and rebuild the temple um, based on his command to, to do so. And these detractors had forgotten who it was, that commanded that the temple be rebuilt and, and, and rather that rather than be thankful that it was being rebuilt at all and that they were home from exile, um, uh, they were, they were grumbling and complaining, which of course the Bible and the, <laughs> the people go, yeah. have a long history of doing. Uh, I think we have a call yeah. uh, with a comment or a question. So uh, who do we have on the line? Hi, yes. Uh, my name is Jomlik. Hi, Jamla. How are you? I'm great. How are you? We're good. Thanks for calling. What can we do for you today? Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, I just uh, wanted to comment. Um, I have I had just finished reading the book of Hebrews, and uh, when you guys were talking about the book of Haggai and uh, that certain verse that said, uh, "Yet once more I shake not only the earth but also heaven." Yes. Um, I noticed. I was. Like, I was like, where, why does that verse sound so familiar? So, uh, Way to go, uh, man, so for I, recognizing it. Yeah, that's great. 
Yeah, so I was just reading in uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 12, verse 25 and on uh, through verses 28, if you don't mind. Uh, could I go ahead and read that for you sure, guys? Sure, sure. All right, so it says this, uh, See that you do not refuse him who speaks, for if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on the earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Yeah. For our God is a consuming fire. There you go. Amen. Yeah. So what do you think about that, Jamalek, as it, as, as it compares from Hebrews to Haggai? What, what are your thoughts? I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, <laughs> uh well i think it's a is a great scripture how everything just builds on on the word of god and as you mentioned earlier uh the word of god is uh active and alive and sharper than any two-edged sword and right. uh even to the dividing soul and spirit and penetrates the thought of our hearts so That's i just right. think that god god's word is is still alive to this day and it connects from the old testament to the new testament through our High priest Jesus Christ. That, that's Amen. so good, and and thank you for. We've been talking about that a lot. The importance of uh, not discarding the Old Testament or ignoring the Old Testament. A lot of people in churches want to do that, but but the Old Testament is Jesus predicted, right? And the New Testament is everything Jesus and you know fulfilling the Old Testament, and 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 uh, the New Testament explains how He fulfills it, right? So it's all connected, and you can't have one without the other, and. And, and here in Haggai, just real quick, you know, this passage in chapter 2, God is reassuring those that are rebuilding the temple and telling them, don't listen to the detractors. Keep forging ahead, being obedient to me. And he reminds them, look, I'm the same God who brought you out of right. Egypt. That promise from when I brought you out of Egypt to today still stands true. I'm with you. And then he talks about the future, which is, in the end, he'll shake the heavens and shake the that's nations. Right. And that's the passage you just read from Hebrews, that that his promise holds true into the future as well, and that God wins. <laughs> we don't have to worry about being mocked or being made fun of or, or being criticized when we're obeying God and when we belong to him. And, and that passage, and in both Haggai and in Hebrews, is a reminder of what God's going to do in the end for his people. So we really appreciate, and, and great, great eye to notice that. We yeah, really appreciate great. you calling. I think it's My a good pleasure. Thank you guys for having me on. Sure. Oh, you bet. It's a good reminder that while, while things around us change, the world changes, times change, God remains the same. Yep, that's His right. His promises remain the same, and they will always be fulfilled. And yep. his steadfast love remains the same through Jesus. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, Jamalek, I think he's gone, but... Thank you for thank you for calling in. That's a great great point. And uh, man, perfect. Uh, paying attention. <laughs> yeah, He's paying awesome. attention there. That's half the battle, that's right? Great is is paying attention. Yeah. So way to go, man. That's great. So anyway, just just back to the, the detractors uh, of the people who were rebuilding the temple. Just to comment, you know, we talked about this yesterday. You know that the temple that was rebuilt here 
at the time that we're talking about was that temple was the one that Herod expanded on and rebuilt and reconfigured for 46 years, not for God's glory, but for his own. own. That's so, right. So again, the, the, the wrong perspective. So whenever we labor for the temple of God and the temple of God now is the church, right? Our, right. Is, is God's people. You know, we lay aside our own purposes and are committed to the one who deserves honor, which is Yahweh, the Lord of hosts. So I think that's the, one of the big messages here is that, is that we have to remember who we're laboring for and, 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 and remember God's perspective um, as opposed to our own. And, 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 you know, I know one of the personal questions Doug asked of application here is, am I allowing God to rebuild me as part of the temple, right? If you and I are a brick in the temple, a stone in the temple, are we allowing him to, to rebuild us? Yeah, I think one of the things that that's where spending time in the word is so important because it's easy in our culture, in our, you know, in our world today to get our eye off our focal point, mm -hmm. get drawn away and stuff. And, and it is, you know, constantly requiring us to refocus. It's not like I can do it one time and then live my life and everything stays the same. I have got to stay in the word or I will, I'll get, I'll get distracted. Yeah. I'll lose focus. Yeah. And then, and then. I'll get drawn into just what, you know, the, this remnant was. It's yep. like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Yep. There's a proverb that Doug mentioned in the first chapter of Haggai, and I didn't write down the reference, but it basically says, he who separates himself seeks his own desires. Yeah. And that really is what you just were talking about. That when, And as and I know, again, speaking for myself, yeah. I get down, I get depressed, I get irritated about different things. It's easy to isolate. Yeah. It's easy to isolate myself. And, and, and when I do that, I, I don't do well. <laughs> <laughs> me either. What a shock, right? Yeah, me either. Anyway, I, I know we are coming to the end of our time here, but real quickly, we just want to talk a little about a couple more points here uh, in, in this chapter. You know, God, as, as Jamalek mentioned, we talked about there, God reminds them, look, I brought you out of Egypt I'm the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And he talks about how he's going to shake the, the heavens and the nations in the end and that he he wins. And, and when we belong to him, he, he brings us along for that, for that victory. And um, we're part of something big. God will never fail us. And, and one day, all the nations will bring their wealth to God, and, and, and he wins. And, and again, thanks to Jamalek for, for bringing that up. Um, our future is secure God will ultimately bring peace. There'll be no more discord. That's one of the great hallmarks of right the new heaven and the new earth will be the absence of sin and the presence of true shalom. You notice, and That's if you right. watch the chosen, a lot of times you hear the, the the Jewish people portrayed in the chosen saying shalom, 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 shalom. That's right, twice. Right, God's God's peace. That that's that meaning that shalom has of the sense of the way things were meant to be. Right, God is restoring things, not only restoring, but I would argue making them better than they even originally were in the garden. Right, um, to make them the way that He always intended them to be. All right, and that's I think the meaning of shalom. Well, I love that He ends this little section in verse nine with with the with the sin and in this place, and the place is in His presence in the mm. in the relationship with Jesus. Now, um, I will give peace, declares yep. the Lord. That's right. Uh, the Lord of hosts, Yahweh. And so it's, uh, you know, and, and who among us has peace? 
you know, all the time. That's right. Who doesn't worry about stuff? That's right. And I think, you know, the, the desire for peace in our culture is, is chased by in all sorts of things, Mm. you know, we live in a comparison culture. And so in, in focusing on Jesus and God's word, you know, we can learn that we are, we are who God wants us to be in him. And it's not, what we see around us that yep. we're trying to achieve or be part of, which is what these people were doing. They were looking at like, Oh, what it was, what it used to be like. I want to go back. Why can't we do the same thing? I, I'm my, I have a friend, my friend, Scott, who, you know, t- we joke that I sound like that on the golf course. I sound like Eeyore. Oh dear. Oh me. Oh my, I'll never hit another good shot in my life. And, and, you know, that's when you said that, you know, not yeah. to make light of this, but that's kind of what I'm reminded of these, oh, things are ne- will never be good. They'll never be right. And yet we know they will be. Yeah. So that's yeah. the great promise that we hang on to. So Craig, thank you so much for uh-huh. being here again. It's a fast hour, but love being here with you, brother. And yeah. I'll, I'll see you next week. Thanks for everybody that was listening. That was great to have a call. Yeah. Thanks, Jamalek. Thanks for listening to SWAT radio. Have a great day. Tune in tomorrow for Brad and his guest. And Brad and I will be here on Friday on SWAT radio.